Things We Do podcast, a podcast about film life, television, culture, mental health, and all of that fun, jazzy stuff. Today, I've got my special guest and friend, Naomi Pluck. Hello. 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 How are you? I'm great. That's, How are you? I am well. I am, I am like, surprisingly well-rested because <laughs> I was on an overnight. So, um, uh, yeah, just just really well. Just I've had half a coffee, so that is it. Caffeine, and you've got a coffee as I've well. Co- so we're my second coffee. Oh, is it your yeah. second coffee of the day? Yes. Nice. Um, what times? What time was your first? Mm, I think it was like maybe ten thirty. Okay, so you're. Yeah. You, are you? A, did you wake up at like ten? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that I don't blame you because if it, if you were like awake for hours, like since seven, I would have no. been like you're depriving yourself of delicious caffeine <laughs> because that is that's a nightmare. I'm not a morning person. Aren't you? No. Ah, so you're always on like afternoon or evening. Yeah. I'm always up at like until like one o'clock. I'm like, I should go to bed. <laughs> like I have to work tomorrow. I used to be like that. And I remember one night, good God, I don't know how old I was, but I was like probably like early 20s or late teens. And it was suddenly like five in the morning. I was like, I should go to bed. <laughs> like I have to be up in like three. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, the comprehension now as an adult and I'm almost 30 and I just cannot comprehends day past 11 which is really sad because i i miss that whole feeling of being up late and sort of mm-hmm. seeing the world when no one else yeah. was awake um there was something quite special especially because like um weekdays you could walk around um like areas at night and no one was out yeah there was like very few people mm-hmm. out past like 11 <laughs> so it was really quiet except on weekends which <laughs> let's just go down yeah. um but uh, we, everyone wants to hear about who you are and what you do. So let's okay. crack into that. Um, so, yeah, you want to give us a generalized shtick of who you are and um, what your all gist is? Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I hate that because you're like, tell us about yourself. It's like, I don't know what to say all yeah. the time. Like, I know I, I find myself actually quite boring, but I guess to other people, I'm maybe I am interesting. I don't know. I just I feel like I don't, I don't have hobbies. Like, I don't. <laughs> It's, it's I'm very like I keep to myself a lot yeah would you call yourself a little bit of an introverted yeah. person yeah um, I do like like to be by myself a lot of the time but then I do like to go and hang out with people like I'm not I don't uh, start, I'm not a little hermit <laughs> <laughs> no that's good yeah. I mean like um I'm an introvert too and I I think I yeah everyone just goes wait you're an introvert and you run a podcast I'm like yeah mm-hmm. the amazing how quickly I recharge mm-hmm. by being alone Mm, um people just seem to think like if you're an introvert it's like oh you hate being around people yeah no i do it's just certain people i like to be around yeah and it's and and you feel more recharged yeah when you're like it's less stress Mm -hmm. i think when you um would you describe it as having like this drama fueled you kind of like sort of avoid people who are dramatic yeah or like gonna cause you mayhem in your life because you're like oh just like, like, like I don't have the energy for you. <laughs> Sounds awful, yeah. but it's not. Mm. Um, so you do acting though, which yes. is like the thing that counteracts that yeah. because most people say, like in my case as well, most people say that personalities like ours who want to get into the creative field have to be extroverts. Was that like, does that also conflict with how you output in the world as well? In no, terms of your art? No, not really. It's weird. When I'm like in front of the camera or on a stage or something, I just, I don't, suddenly don't care. Like I'm yeah. just doing all these crazy things. But then when I'm back to being me, I'm just like, oh, no, awkward. And <laughs> back to being weird. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is. Like something obviously just over, 
takes over and I because I love what I do. Yeah. So then it just that takes over and I'm like and I'm off. <laughs> yeah, and so you run a little like yeah. wild. I mean, like, did that? So when you started wanting to get into the arts, um, how old were you? Like, when did this stem from young Naomi? Um, I don't know. I think it was like always in my head that I yeah. wanted to do it, but I was such like a quiet, very shy. Kid. Yeah. Especially in, like in high school, like I would have loved to have done like drama at school, but I was just so like terrified. Yeah. Like I remember in school once I was like the teacher asked a question and I suddenly had this burst of confidence and I like raised my hand and answered it. And then I, at the end of it, I was like, my heart was like pounding. I was like, why? I just answered a question in class. Why am I terrified of that? Yeah. Like you just spoke out loud in front of people. So that's why I was like. That's why I'm like, oh, I could never have done that yeah. when I was a kid because I just was terrified. Like, I couldn't even talk in front of people. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, like, do you <laughs> – I feel like that, that that relates to a lot of my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you – would you feel like you were, the like, the strange kid by choice or did you feel like – because was your – was it just mostly nerves to mm. encounter interact with, like, being noticed or was it very much, like – or to be the center of attention or like at least, you know, you know, with a question, you know, you do become the center point. Mm -hmm. You do become that like fixated. Everyone's looking at you mm -hmm. for, you know, that question. Was that always something that you felt as a kid? Like, was it just natural, that nervousness? Or yeah. Was... Yeah. I don't like, I still don't really like being <laughs> the center of attention, but I, it's different when I'm acting, when people are watching, but yeah. then when I'm talking as myself, it's like, oh God, everyone's staring at me. They're listening, actually listening to what I'm saying. And it's like, don't say something stupid. Don't say something dumb. And yeah, that's yeah, really scary. I've learned uh, to always say something dumb yeah. and people just laugh or yeah. move on. Um, that is 100% like I relate to that so much because um, like it, it's interesting. Like it, I think, do you find that some situations you will sort of raise your voice or do you feel like it's just kind of like it's across the board. You'll just stay like quiet when yeah. you can. Yeah, sometimes I do yeah. speak my mind and raise my voice, but it really does depend on who I'm around. Like if yeah. I'm around people I'm really comfortable with, I'm happily just chatting. I'm quite loud. Yeah. <laughs> like, people are like, what? But yeah, like if when I'm very anxious around like strangers, yeah. and people I don't know. Yeah. Is it, are you one of those people who takes a while to warm up to people yeah. and just go like, I need to know you like slowly. Yeah. I need to get to know, crack the layers. Yeah. Um. And yeah, because that's like, that's hard. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, some people, it's so easy. They can just go and just talk to anybody. And I'm like, how do you do that? It's <laughs> like, I'm like just making small talk with like a retail person or like go to a order a coffee and they're like, how's your day? And I'm like, good. <laughs> <laughs> fine. Man, yeah, it's just fine. Fine. See ya. Um, <laughs> like, it's just little things like that. I'm like, how, how do you just talk to people? Like some people just naturally, like anyone and anyone can have a conversation. Yeah. I, I, I never used to be that way. I never used to be able to kind of like off the cuff. Um, if I'm, uh, the thing is about me is if I'm in a group situation, absolutely terrified to raise, like mm -hmm. contribute as much. If I'm on a one-on-one -on -one with someone different, yeah. completely easy. Mm -hmm. Cause it's just like, you've only got that other person. You've only got that yeah. other face and whether or not I know them very well, I sort of just go, okay, well, I'm going to let my guard down. Mm -hmm. Because hopefully they'll do the same. <laughs> and it it doesn't always land. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't, you know, I think 
that's that's kind of just the thing. Not everyone likes knowing everything about everyone. Like mm -hmm. I'm very much an open book with some people. I'm very much a closed book with others. It really depends on what kind of day and who who you are. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's very like if you put me in a group situation where it's like we are meeting so many like execs or something or like some something like that i would never raise my voice i'd be yeah. like yeah i don't know any of you i'm terrified and i'm just gonna like sink into the corner absolutely cannot deal um is that like and yeah that's like how i feel about all those situations <laughs> yep exactly the same yeah it's i find that though that stems from it's funny because you talk about like acting as mm -hmm. well just being like this you know, counterhook to kind of like, you know, be another person mm -hmm. and help you perform and, you know, you don't think twice about it. That's so true because I think the same comes to writing and any and making films, <laughs> which I describe as like we all stand and, you know, make a film or we make a short or we make anything. We, you know, we sit down, we d dissect it. And then once it's released, like you listen to it and everyone sounds amazing and everyone's like, well, you know, you did, you did fantastic work. Um, but yeah, you all just go back to your little, you know, everyone's just like, yeah, I don't want to get noticed by who I am because yeah. then the moment interviews, like if you were to do a press tour, <laughs> how, would, how would you feel? Oh, God, <laughs> that'd be terrifying. Just you, you wouldn't cope? No. Like talking about myself, like. For yeah. So long, like, oh, it's awkward. I feel yeah. awkward. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't dispute that. Um, <laughs> like, some people love to talk about themselves. I'm like, no, tell me about you. And I'll yeah. just listen while you talk. Yeah. Well, what would you describe yourself as a person then? Like, as, are you an active listener? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do like to listen a lot. Yeah. Is that always helped you with your art, though? Like, in terms of yeah. making stuff and like being an actor? Yeah. Well, like most of being an actor is just listening to your scene partner. That's it's it. literally all it is. <laughs> <Did you? laughs> I mean, look, some people wouldn't say that at all. Um, like, yeah, I think, I think there's a list of things of like, oh, um, what would you, you know, how would you feel, and what would you do? Um, it's it's one of those things I think with art versus like anxiety um like would you say you have anxiety and or as well in terms of social situations uh, or just introvertedness i think i'm just introverted and shy yeah like it's i think they're very different like having being anxious or like being shy like yeah. some people are just yeah, yeah, yeah. like i'm fine like my heart isn't going a million miles an hour i'm actually fine i'm just very shy like I'm, I'm nothing wrong. Yeah, no, nothing <laughs> wrong fine. with that. Like I'm, I mean, I'm like, a quiet person. Like yeah, it's it's one of those things as well. I I relate anxiety, as you say, completely mm. different, completely separate <laughs> to like introvertedness. Mm -hmm. But it it can stem, it can bleed mm -hmm. over into the two worlds. Yeah. Like they can have crossover because <laughs> you can develop anxiety. Yeah. Through being an introvert <laughs> or you know, not wanting to expose yourself to certain mm -hmm. situations. And, um, yeah, I think it's quite fortunate that you're, you know, like being nothing wrong with being shy. Mm -hmm. And and actually I think mm -hmm. being being introverted and shy is probably the biggest strength that people can mm -hmm. have yeah. um, because it's, I think some people think it's debilitating. Mm -hmm. What's your stance on it? No. Do you think it's very debilitating or do you no. think it's just like... I think it's fine. It's yeah. normal. Like people have different personalities. Like yeah. I'd rather be the shy 
kind of quiet person and the loud, obnoxious person. Yeah. Because you and your I'm around those people, I'm like, just shut up. <laughs> like, you're too much. Like, read the room. Like, those people, you're just like, just reel it in. Like, yeah. They're just too much sometimes. Yeah, they really are. I think there's like, um, like, I like being around some big, boisterous personalities, yeah. but you have to be a kind of nice, big, boisterous personality. Yeah. You have to be a certain type of person. Yeah. Like, if you are. God, sometimes I've I've been in room situations where yeah, like no one reads the room and you're just going, okay, mm. I need to think twice about saying anything. And I think there's like, there's so many scenarios where you know like people will say something like, oh yeah, you know like um they'll they'll make a misogynistic joke or something, and I'm just like you know there's like five other women behind yeah. you, and you just go okay yeah like clearly no one realizes there's like actually women behind you. Yeah. <laughs> To reflect on what you've mm. just said. But, you know, also there's a, probably feminist men in here as well. So, you know, yeah. like, the or just feminists in general. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the d- diverse world. But, you know, there's the, yeah, a lot of people are just very blasé when it comes yeah. to reading the room. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know if you'd agree with this, <laughs> but uh, I think it comes down to just arrogance yeah. and and bigotry. Like, mm-hmm. it's just a blindness mm-hmm. to the whole thing of, um, and, you know, what what it means to be you know, kind and considerate and mm-hmm. sort of like aware of your surroundings. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of people aren't. No. Um, like where have you ever had a situation where someone's just like really not read how you are and or who what kind of person you are? Have you ever been in a situation mm-hmm. where you're just going you've made the wrong assumptions yeah. about me or anything? None that I can think of. Like I think some people obviously when they first meet me and all with like like they want to have a chat and then they kind of they think that I'm being rude if I'm not kind of following along in a conversation, but I'm like, oh that I'm just quiet. Yeah. Like it's when they think, oh, she's rude. She's not talking. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not being rude. I'm sorry. It's like I just I have not I don't have anything to contribute. Yeah. Or if you're if you're talking about something, I'm like, I I don't I haven't experienced this. I have no idea what you're actually talking about. Yeah. So I'm not gonna I can't contribute to that. Sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. Like certain topics and things people I'm like, I'm not educated enough in this to actually have an opinion. So I just kinda sit and listen. Which I think is totally totally fair. Do you do you find that you know, then people are quickly to judge you entirely and based on on just like the fact that you don't contribute and they just, as as you say, think you're rude and that's yeah. like, do you feel like that? They're very quick to exclude you, I think. Yeah. Like, I'll, I think some people don't want to be friends with the quiet people. No. Like, like I think that, like, if, when you meet, first meet someone, if it's not instant, like, back and forth, you're like, oh, no, I'm not going to worry. <laughs> like, people are just like, no, I'm not going to be friends with them. I mean, because I'm the quiet, I, that's what I think being the quiet person. Yeah. But like maybe they might not think that, I don't know. But yeah, like I think, yeah, they just, like you, yeah, if you're not instantly talking, it's just yeah, like, oh, we're not, there's nothing there. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Like, do you, that's so interesting. You've sort of like summed up a thought in my yeah. head and I've just gone, yeah, that's actually, that's very true. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, when people introduce themselves and they don't go, oh, yeah, we have great chemistry yeah. or anything like that. Chemistry, yeah, it comes in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and you remind me of one of my really good friends in some ways when I first met her mm-hmm. and she was very quiet and she didn't. Mm-hmm. We had met 
probably about four times before she even asked me what I did. <laughs> we had like done projects together and stuff. And um, yeah, she finally asked me, I was like, oh, what did, what did I do? And I told her what my career was and working in TV. And we went out to like catch up a few times, have coffee, have dinner. And then, yeah, one evening completely, we just like all gates were down. Everything was just like, here's who we are. Mm-hmm. Let's chat about it. And then therefore from then on, we've just talked like every week or like every few weeks just mm-hmm. about stuff that's going on in our lives yeah and it's just completely like i've known her for three and a half years now mm-hmm. three and four years but it's it's very interesting because i don't think shy people are not worth the time i think yeah. they're great yeah. like once you like let them yeah. open up <laughs> yeah like, give them give us time and we're great people yeah and it, it's it's funny because i get the opposite of uh, of that end which is people assume I'm cocky or assume I'm very loud. Um, I think the thing, I get these assumptions, which, you know, comes into, I'm very blunt. So if I don't like something, I I will generally just tell someone, I'll just be like, nah, I don't think it's great. Like nothing wrong with it, (laughs) but I don't think it's great. But I also come to the other side of a people pleaser. Like I like to make people happy. That comes in like, you know, very yeah. different like <laughs> ways. And yeah, I'm a bit the same. Bit yeah. People pleaser. It's, it's you just you kind of feel like obligated yeah. to make people happy. Yeah. I feel bad if I say like I don't like something, I'm like, mm, sorry. Like, yeah. Like it, this is good, but I don't like sorry. I don't like this, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I know. I don't want to make people feel bad. How weird is that? Yeah. Like that we're just gonna go we constantly say sorry. Oh, we do. <laughs> oh, my God. The amount of times I've said sorry to my yeah. partner. Like when anything goes. And I think it's just an automatic mm-hmm. response from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I used to say it a lot to my mom. Mm-hmm. Like I used to be like, mom, I'm really sorry. Like <laughs> something bad's happened. But I think that's also like I had ADHD, um, which, you know, majority of the listeners will know. It was attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And with that condition, it is a learning disability. So... If anyone doesn't know what a learning disability mm-hmm. is, it means your brain works in a different way to most mm-hmm. other people's. It's nothing bad, but you will learn at a slower, you might learn at a slower rate mm-hmm. and you might hit maturity at different ages. Mm-hmm. So I think the way I compare myself is I may be 29, but I probably mentally am probably about 24, 25. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a few years yeah. off that comparison, yeah. but that's fine because maturity wise i've got a lot of life experience mm-hmm. but where i'm at probably where most people would be at in their 30s is a bit different yeah. like it's just no i'm definitely like that as well like i just turned 25 mm-hmm. and i still feel like i'm like 18 yeah like i feel like i haven't had a lot of like life experiences yet and things like a lot of people like 25 are like getting married having kids and it's like about terrifying i'm like oh god no I know. And it's sort of, um, I remember like I've, I've, you know, throughout my dating years, like dating people and we've talked about having kids and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Believe me, I don't want to, do not want to have kids until <laughs> I'm over 30. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's interesting because, mm-hmm. you know, one of my best friends who I've known for 10 years, we had that chat and mm-hmm. she, I don't know if she's going to have kids anytime soon, mm-hmm. um, you know, or in the next like five years she might never have kids and that's okay like i feel like yeah as a woman you would get so much more pressure because you know your body's on a biological time clock yeah and yeah like i'm thinking oh 25 like 
how many like good years have I got left for like before it becomes difficult to yeah. have a kid? And even though I'm, I'm 25, I'm not, I don't want them yet. I'm not ready yet. Yeah. But then it's like you might not be ready, but your body is. Like, and, yeah, it's like it's at its probably best time to do it. Do you? I I just yeah, it's it's funny, and I think like um, I don't know what your like teenage dating. <laughs> life was like mine was yeah okay you're as like similar i was the awkward quiet girl yeah i don't know some people i just get very like lucky um i was completely oblivious like my first relationship was when i was 17 and i I dated someone for six weeks and then just like no it wasn't working um and i think i had a lot to learn Mm -hmm. i know back then this is the thing as well i say everyone who goes through they're like you know um the the I always say that like it's a little bit of contradictory to the cancel culture, but you are not the same person as when you were in your teenage years. No. So you will make more mistakes. And like, yeah, I stupidly pissed a lot of people <laughs> off. Didn't realize I was doing it. Um, but I remember there was this sort of there was this boy expectation when you're in your teenage years. It's like you got a you got a girlfriend. Have you slept with her yet? Yeah. That automatic question. And I was just like, no. No. The, why would that be, you know, the go-to? Yeah. And that is terrifying mm-hmm. that that's your go-to mm-hmm. as a teenager. And I think that's definitely more boys, though. Yeah. It's... I think it girls, it's like, oh, when are you going to? Is it really when of, it... Yeah. Like, and has that been just, like, always a question in people's mm-hmm. minds even since you left school? Or is that, like, uh, always been the case of just high school? I think just high school. Yeah. Because yeah. I know some people who are in their adult years have always going, like, you know, whether or not they're from religious backgrounds or mm. it's like, oh, when, you know, when they've dated someone mm. and they go, when's the next one? When's the next one? When are you going to date someone? Oh, just sleep around. Have mm. fun. Mm. Have you ever gotten that, like, people to say that to you where you're just like, oh, are you single? Are you going to go meet mm. someone? Are you going to flirt during the pandemic? <laughs> no. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really <laughs> date much, to be honest. Like, like, even as a teenager, like, I didn't have, a dating life as a teenager and I'm still I think that's kind of like stemmed through into my adult life like I'm still like I'm on like dating apps and then I like match with someone but then I just don't message them <laughs> is it or like I start to and then yeah. it's kind of just I just stop like it's yeah it's weird like anyone that I've like dating apps for me don't haven't worked yet but like they, they did not work yeah. for me um but I think like anytime I've kind of chatted with someone or gone out on a date with someone it's someone i've met like mutually or through some like through yeah or one of my sisters or something like that so it's a, it's, it's definitely kind of come at and stemmed down of like a, a social situation <laughs> yeah as as people who don't like talking on the internet <laughs> it's it's so true i went on my 2020 was like the year of giving a dating app a try. And yeah, I was on Hinge. I was on Bumble. God, they were shit. Um, absolutely the worst apps you... And I, I like the premise of Bumble. You'd match with someone, but as a guy, you couldn't activate the yeah. conversation. It had to be led by the girl. Yeah. So it was like totally fine with that. But it did very much feel like you were scrolling people not for their personalities but mm-hmm. mostly predominantly for looks yeah. and i just hated that mm-hmm. absolutely i am so personality driven mm-hmm. um and i was just like this feels weird yeah this and also all the people just hadn't you go hi how are you good 
okay, sure. <laughs> like, what do you say to that? Um, what's your interests? What's your hobbies? Yeah, it's small talk. Yeah. Um, That's, I'm not good at that. <laughs> just in general, like talking to men or just make trying to make friends. I'm just very awkward and I'm like, I don't, like what do you ask? But then it? it's like, then you ask questions and it sounds like you're trying to make small talk rather than just a conversation just organically yeah. happening. You're just like, what do I ask? Like, next question, next question. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like a job interview, but for a friend. <laughs> like God, isn't it just, yeah. isn't that like making friends as adults, yeah. like the most terrifying thing? <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard, I think. Because you're not confined mm. to an area. Yeah. Like you're not like. You're not oh. seeing someone every day. Yeah. In a room. Like it's. Yeah. You're... You have to actively reach out to them. Yeah. And try to see them. But then they're also busy. Yeah. And then you've got to actively find a time which might be in six weeks. It might be yeah. in a month. You know, it might be in two weeks. Mm. But you've got to consistently and actively do it. Yeah. And, and it has to be a mutual actively. Because <laughs> yeah. like sometimes people are just really bad at doing organization <laughs> but yeah it's it's true because like yeah um i find that i've actively like kept up with a lot of friends now mm-hmm. because of the pandemic and you know like i've mm-hmm. lost friends you know that's what happens when you're not seeing people on a regular basis <laughs> they just disappear into the background um but yeah i've become a closer to a, some friends mm-hmm. particularly because of the pandemic yeah and i know um yeah, it's it's a very strange thing to be an adult, and I don't know if you you felt this. Like, have you lost friends during this pandemic? Like, have you no. realized you've you know people have disappeared from your life? Or? No, I mean I didn't really have a lot of friends <laughs> before it anyway. Like, I still have the same ones, but it's it was weird. It was one of those things. Like, we yes, we were in lockdown, but we still didn't message that much because it's like usually talk like, oh, what are you up to? Let's hang out. But it's like, what are you up to? I'm stuck at home. I've been yeah. three walks today. <laughs> <laughs> Like going around everyone's the block. lives is just was the same for months so it's like there was like what do you have to talk about really yeah during that time so. that's so true i didn't realize like i guess yeah Nothing i came else. home literally to this apartment <laughs> every day and there's um yeah it got to the point i think i was about six months in mm. like the you know like the first like little wave that we had and then, yeah, I just went nuts. Mm-hmm. I went like nuts in this apartment because yeah. I was all by myself. I couldn't mm-hmm. go and see my parents, mm-hmm. couldn't do anything. So, yeah, it's been, it's, I'm sort of very glad that the second one's been a little easier, mm-hmm. but. For you, some people. Yeah. The well, you were, one was a lot longer. Yeah. Were, were, you, were, you were in the major, were you in a major area? No. Oh, okay. So you were fine. Yeah. You were, you, <laughs> you were spared. Yeah. Um, yeah, for some but it, people. It's hard for me because I live cent- on, with my parents yeah. on the Central Coast, yeah. whereas all my friends are in Sydney. So, like, even before mm. the pandemic, it's still hard to see people. Yeah. Like, come out of lockdown, I only really see one of my friends and we're still, I'm trying to organize to see others. And it's, Wow, yeah. It's still, it's so hard because everyone's like, oh, we're back at work now. So, it's back to the, oh, are you free this day? No, I'm working. Oh, no, they're working. Yeah. And just trying to find a time is... Oh my god! It's isn't so it? hard. I I know. Like, how do some people have like huge friend friend groups? I'm like, how? How I, do you manage all of those things? I don't. I don't. I have a lot of close friends. Well, I have a few close friends mm-hmm. who I know individually, yeah. and that is, I love when yeah. they all meet and like we do dinners and stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's like birthdays or events. Yeah. It's like something that I'm celebrating. But other than that, I just see them individually yeah. and it's great because I don't have to like be like, oh, I haven't 
seen this person like you know a couple of nights ago i caught up with um my friend who i've known for like 10 11 years and we were just having dinner and just you know talking about what our future plans were and i was just like god i've missed this i haven't seen you since the lockdown and now it's like let's just reminisce of how like what we're going to do in the next few years but it does feel very natural of just being like oh yeah this is like pre-lockdown conversation like nothing's really changed um life just kind of stopped it for did. A few months. It did. It really did. Um, this is probably like the most, the little creative I've been all year because <laughs> this year has just been non-creative. Mm-hmm. Like, have you felt the same where this year in particular, you just haven't done as many things creative as, um, versus like a normal year? No, I think because of lockdown, like I've done more. Like, really? Like, yeah. Like I think this year, like just, I'm, with, I'm always in class. I think at least once a week I'm doing yeah. some acting class somewhere. And I think, yeah, I think I just maybe this year it's kind of you've had time to really think and evaluate, like, what do you really want? And it's kind yeah. of made me push harder for my career because I think definitely last year I was like, oh, just working and then doing classes and wasn't yeah. really going for anything. Whereas this year I was like, yep, this is what I want to do, trying to make stuff happen. And like, I finally got an agent this year oh. in, in lockdown. <laughs> Don't know how I did that, but awesome. But yeah, how did that process go? Yeah, yeah. It, getting an agent was so such a long process. <laughs> I don't, some people was just like, yeah, I emailed them, and then they set up a meeting. I was like, I email people, and I get ghost. Like they don't respond. Yeah, I just never see your email. Or and yeah, some people it's so easy, and other people it's really hard. Yeah, Which, yeah. And it was yeah for me, it was like years to get one. But that's awesome that you yeah, got one. I was like, thank. Finally. And this is this is um who agency? Yes. Yeah. Um that's like great. Yeah. I mean like I yeah, the whole idea of agencies, mm-hmm. like they're yeah, like some people just overnight. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what why did it did you so what did you do in the process to get this one? Like um, I think I finally had like a good reel. I'm yeah. sure it was actually good. <laughs> Because I think, you know, I always think, oh, yeah, this is really good. Like, my material's good and then I send it. And then, like, looking back now, I was like, oh, there's a reason I didn't get a response because it wasn't strong enough. Like, I feel like yeah. now, just even my work over the past, like, I've grown a lot as an actor. Like, my work's a lot stronger now. And I think yeah. that showed. Yeah. And it, it still showed. Like, I feel a lot more confident Yeah. in my work, which is good. And I, it's, I was thinking of this the other day and it's like, you think, like, as an actor, you're like, I could, like, if Martin Scorsese or someone's like, I want you to be in my movie, you'd be like, yes, I could do it. And then, like, no, actually think about it. Like, could you actually do it? Yeah. Like, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And it's like, you have to be amazing because it's Martin Scorsese. Everyone's going to watch it. Like, you think at the time, like, yes, I could do it. And, like, you look, if I thought about that me a year ago, I would have said, yes, I could do it. Yeah. But then looking now, I'm like, I probably couldn't have. Interesting. Like, Is that... Is that like that thing that people go life experience then yeah. of just like gaining a bit more yeah. behind the the curtain? Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like the like so many people think that like I'm going to get cast in the first thing I audition for. It's like, yeah. Like, could, but like, like if you were, like could you actually do it? Like are you prepared enough? Do you yeah. know your work enough? Like you're not going to have your acting coach on set. Yeah, that's it's true. You. you walk in on set, you that's it's you. You yeah. might work with them beforehand, but when you're on there, that it's just you. When do you, you have to be? You have to know what you're doing. And yeah, know, like your process and all your little tricks and stuff. You have you have to have it ready. Yeah, like, that's true. I mean, like, when do you feel like you've noticed 
or you've kind of gone, oh, hey, I've, you know, like, you know, your skill set is up to the the challenge of a project. Mm-hmm. How do you gauge that for yourself? Uh, I think you just, you if you watch yourself back on tape and you think, wow, that's really good. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. And you can be like, that's actually amazing. Like you could think if you maybe watch the scene that you did and then what it, what it's from, like if you didn't see it from a film or a TV show and then you watch what the other actor did, it's like you could easily put yourself, that scene you did in there and it would still work. Yeah. It would be amazing. Like yeah. you could do what that actor did. You could do better what, than what they did. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. that I, I never thought – because I know acting like – I know you shouldn't compare yourself, but thank for yeah. you personally knowing like, yeah, if you've got that role, you could do it. Look, yeah. Look at the scene. I mean, acting is so subjective. Yeah. It is an entirely, like, subjective form <laughs> of work. And well, actually, like, all creative things are very subjective. <laughs> you could say someone like, you know, um, Van Gogh is shit. And, you know, and everyone's like, oh, what are you talking about? Um, but, you know, I'm sure there's people out there who think that. Yeah, it's... I, I think that's really interesting. You like mm-hmm. hit a nail on the head with mm-hmm. sort of like in terms of like artists jumping the gun mm-hmm. and going, I can do this and I can. Um, yeah. What What do you do to kind of like thrive for the challenges that, you, that you've done, like in terms of roles and preparation? Like would you ever want to be the, the lead of a film? Um, yeah. I mean, one day <laughs> I would like to be the lead, but I think, yeah, you just, I'm building yourself up slowly is probably the best way to do it yeah getting your confidence so when the time comes you are ready mm. like I, I i always think like yes i i could be a lead in a film but it's like i probably i probably would freak out a little bit yeah at the start because i think i would be like oh this is a lot of pressure but i think eventually i'd be okay mm. i i think i know my process enough now that i know i could do it but it would be very daunting at first yeah it's that's like yeah I ne I never thought of it as kind of like a yeah because I know so many actors who just go yes yeah I would do it hands down and yeah you'd be yeah. dumb to say no to that <laughs> opportunity but it's also like are you actually ready for yeah. it yeah um is that is that make you also when it comes to projects and stuff <laughs> how are you how good are you us like smelling out the bullshit in projects mm-hmm. or how do you know when it's not like either worth your time like there's a difference of being not worth your time and not being interested like yeah. you know but what how do you know when something's not worth your time um, i don't know it's i think for me it's <laughs> sometimes it's the script or the story or, yeah because sometimes i think especially like student films and like unpaid work yeah something like i have to want to be a part like i have to read it and be like yes i want to do this i know i'm not going to get paid it's yeah. fine, but this like this character's really interesting, like this will be a really good like something for my reel or something to show people and you kinda hope that it'll go somewhere. Yeah. In a way, but it's like yeah, like I'm happy to do this. This is a good character, a good story. And other times it's like you read it and you're like, mm, no, nah, I'm not gonna take time off my paid daily yeah. job to do this unpaid film that I don't love just for experience. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna it's not no. worth my time. Like I feel like I feel bad saying that because obviously the filmmakers like this is what they're like going for at the moment. Like this yeah. is a big like film, even though it like might be you're still studying, but it's that means a lot to them, and I don't want to do it not having the same feeling. Yeah, I'm really wanting to be a part of it, just doing it for <laughs> doing it for nothing. Yeah. yeah, I absolutely a hundred percent agree, and I always say to people, don't. It, you know, because, mm-hmm. like, if I had a paid project, I'd be like, yeah, people will audition, mm-hmm. you know, read it and 
<laughs> see what you like. But I also say to people, it's the same principle applied to a paid job mm-hmm. versus an unpaid job. Yeah. Are you interested in yeah. the role? Do you actually care about the role? Mm-hmm. If you don't, pass on it. Yeah. Like just straight up pass you on it. You need to show the same commitment as yeah. the filmmakers are. Because um, I've, I've done... You know, I've done um, unpaid stuff um, and I've done, you know, like passion projects and stuff as well as um, paid gigs. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's your balance of care factor Mm -hmm. really does wax and wane. And I feel like I'm like, yeah, definitely the worst experience I ever had was on my own shoot, believe it (laughs) or not. And it was just down to the fact that the DOP and I just did not get like, see eye to eye and all my friends who are on that set amazing people and who are all the actors and i'm still friends with all of them today but they i just said to them the day at the end of the day i was like i'm sorry we only got like 10 percent of what we were you know like we were meant to get 50 percent of this done Mm -hmm. not like five to ten and they were like no worries like don't worry stress about it and they were just like happy to just help out anytime Mm -hmm. but i was just like if i didn't have that Mm -hmm. level of respect from them as well as mm. you know about myself then you know it would just be a, a shit show yeah. like it would just be not worth anyone's time mm-hmm. but the fact that i have people still coming and going i'll help you out on this mm-hmm. so i'll help you out on that it it doesn't always necessarily mean it has to be paid mm-hmm. i love to pay people constantly mm-hmm. like you know paid work is great mm-hmm. but unfortunately like when you make something yourself mm-hmm. you're also not a bank account yeah like you don't have Unu, like enormous amounts mm-hmm. of funds yeah. and i think that yeah like i wrote i wrote a horror short film mm-hmm. 2018 and the prime example of learning from that was uh you know 2019 one of the worst years of my life uh ended up just miserable as anything and then you know the pandemic in 2020 and the best thing was the pandemic because a bit of halt onto that film mm-hmm. and not in a bad way just in a actually let me take two steps back reflect on I need more life experience to make this film because at the stage it's in great script love it but I cannot make this right now on where I'm at yeah I need to have more life experience to make this Mm -hmm. because this is actually quite ambitious yeah and not at all where it started (laughs) so that's fine take it away put it somewhere but you do need as you say that reflection to be like okay well where you're at Mm -hmm. you know what what can you achieve with what you've got mm-hmm. and that's why like yeah a lot of a lot of the time you know it's it's easier to do you know like um you know radio plays or something like mm-hmm. that because you can pay someone like you know 200 bucks for a day and yeah. not no stress they'll come in they'll do their part and they'll go home mm-hmm. but they're also there to have fun yeah like you know the same principle is like you've got to enjoy like everything you've mm-hmm. you know of who you're working with what mm-hmm. you're doing and and like really dive straight into mm-hmm. it is radio something you're like partially interested in as well no <laughs> <laughs> no i've never really thought about radio i guess but like i don't know i've just never really thought about it would you would it be an avenue that you'd maybe like be like oh okay like uh, now thinking about it maybe <laughs> <laughs> i'd have to learn more about it first it's so the way I describe it is it's very, you know, you describe things. Mm-hmm. So um, not a visual sense, but yeah, it's sort of like standing behind a mic. And imagining something that doesn't have a budget, doesn't have mm-hmm. constraints by money yeah. as much because you can do all the sound effects and stuff post. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's 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 very fun. Like, um, and, and yeah, it's like a day's work to read mm-hmm. an hour's worth of something mm-hmm. is in a day. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's very much like doing a play. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I'd, I'd use that comparison okay. rather than doing a film. Do you actually prefer theater over, um, or film? Like what's your um, go-to? I've never done theater, actually. Never? I've never done it. <laughs> would you ever give it a go? I would. I'd be, it'd have to be like a small role at first just to kind of like get me on the stage. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd give it a try. I think because it's like you on film you have takes. Yeah. Like if you mess up, you can just go again on stage. It's like, oh, what's my line? Fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's quite daunting. Like I'd, yeah. I'd love to do it. I think I'd, it'd be fun, a fun experience, but um, I could have to start out small. Yeah. <laughs> like just to get my confidence and actually being in front of an audience. I absolutely, like, yeah. Because like when you're on a play like you can the people you're meant to entertain are right there yes <laughs> whereas a film it's like you they're watching it you don't know you don't know who's seeing it that's a, yeah that's 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 true and you can hide behind the cushions <laughs> of people think it's bad yeah. um like yeah i do you ever worry about what critics think of the stuff that you're in or people think of the stuff mm, that you're in not really like i haven't really done much that people have seen i guess because you've done a couple of stuff, but it's like, like short films, yeah, and things mostly. But it's yeah, it's stuff that's kind of like oh, we're going to submit it to film festivals, and whether or not it makes it in is yeah, a whole other thing. So it's like you hope you make it hoping people will see it, but if not, I'm like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. So like, the, there's one film that I've done that I was just literally in it for like three seconds, and it's wow, like it was a short like a short film, and it's like film festivals all over the world. But I was like. I don't really care because I was barely in it. Yeah. I was in it for like a second. Um, isn't that interesting that you're kind of like, yeah, your comparison. <laughs> so little screen time. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's just, I just, I mean, I think one, like when I hopefully get into bigger projects that people actually see, I'll probably care a bit more. But right now it's like, eh, yeah, I don't mind. Like, are there are there any genres of film or that you want to get into though? Like if you had an art? all time no i think i'd, I'd like to tr try everything yeah i think you you don't know what you want until you're actually in it yeah like there's i don't i'm not gonna know like do you want to do a horror film be like right now i'll be like yeah sure but then maybe later on i might be like no that's not my thing yeah so yeah i don't yeah you don't know it's like something questions you can't answer until you've done yeah in that position yeah, that's to make those choices. That's yeah, that is fair. Like I, th I feel like some people have their very like go to. Mm -hmm. I have to do sci fi, yeah. or I have to do horror, or I have mm -hmm. to do like action adventure. Mm -hmm. Um, if well, you, yeah, I, I actually just thought of a genre. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> okay, there you go. Like, I don't know. What, I think like the teen genre, like the, the oh the like CW type oh, shows the, and stuff like, like that. I could like the the Nancy Drew and Riverdale yeah. kind of like. Yeah, I just feel like I wouldn't want to be in them. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think you see like a lot of the actors that are in it, like they're really big whilst they're in the show. And then when it ends or they leave, it's not like some of them, it's like then that you don't see them again, really. Yeah. Like their career kind of stops. Unless, I don't know if that's by choice. Like they've kind of stepped away from the spotlight a bit. I think it's like oh. or if it's like no one wants to work with them because they're just known as like the teen their audiences are like teenagers and that's their yeah I I mean it really comes to typecasting and yeah. everything like um I think that's also why I prefer watching shows like their anthology series mm -hmm. or you know um 
have different actors come in and mm-hmm. do different, you know, like are only around for a season mm-hmm. or a couple of seasons and then they disappear. Like mm-hmm. they're not predominantly known. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like it's a bit harder when you're in a big franchise. Like, you yeah. know, if if you're in staple shows, mm-hmm. good luck to escaping <laughs> that. Like um, David Tennant has tried for years. <laughs> <laughs> Still known as Doctor Who. Um, but he, he's also quite lucky because he is quite a... V- like able to do a lot of different mm. roles and had a lot of career. And now I think also he's in his 50s. <laughs> so he's no longer the the 35-year-old that everyone sort of dream boats over. <laughs> he's now going, I can play older roles <laughs> and I can play professors and stuff like yeah. that. I can actually do the things I want to do <laughs> in a different age range. And, yeah, it's but he is always going to be known <laughs> as Doctor Who as well. Yeah. And, yeah, but it, you look at like Daniel Radcliffe. I've never seen him not as Harry Potter. <laughs> Eight films yeah. and the, all the films that he's done, as much as I've liked some of them, mm. he's not a great actor. <laughs> he's just okay. Yeah. He's perfectly fine mm. to watch, but he's not someone who I would say has a lot of range. Yeah. And you do notice that um, probably more in like films when mm-hmm. you realise like some actors just don't have a lot of range. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like actors like Mark Ruffalo – um, has a lot of range. Yeah. Like he's done heaps of yeah. films, and um, and some films I've even forgot he was in, yeah. and been like, oh fuck, yeah. you're in that film. Yeah. How the shit did I not notice that? Mm-hmm. And you realize like Jake um, Jake Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. um, is also another one. Like yeah. him and his sister um, Maggie Gyllenhaal, they're both amazing. They're yeah. both good, mm-hmm. but they love indie films as much as yeah. mainstream. Yeah. And I think, would that be something you'd love as well? Like to be in mainstream, but keep also in that indie indie world? Yeah. Like you love mm-hmm. the both worlds? Yeah. What do you love about like those uh, two worlds? Well, give me, no. give me a summary. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think there's, like they're very different, obviously. Mm. Like I think more like the indie things that they're a little bit more like character driven and very story yeah driven whereas like the big budget kind of films it's a lot more like special effects and they're made to please a broad range of people yeah whereas indie it's just like only people are going to watch it are those who are interested yeah like it's made for a specific audience whereas the big films are like this is for everyone to watch yeah (laughs) they're made to make money (laughs) whereas like like the indie films they're just like yeah, we made this really beautiful story. Like, yeah. Like, obviously, they hope that it becomes something, but it's like, yeah, it was probably made on not as much money as like the huge, like, Marvel films. Like, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, and I love films that are made on little next to yeah. no budget. They're so mm-hmm. gorgeous about what they can do with yeah. it and limiting. Um, indie films are great. Yeah. They're just, <laughs> they're unfortunately filled with, um, legal issues yeah. <laughs> which is you know the great uh the rust which is a prime example i'm so sad that uh, that was an awful awful experience mm-hmm. like and alec baldwin mm-hmm. has come out in every press conference he's done since and just said i'm so sorry i've mm-hmm. seen the family like as mm-hmm. it, yeah it's just you never wish yeah. anything mm-hmm. like that ever to happen on I set i hated the way the media like portrayed it though when as soon as it happens like alec baldwin killed someone it's like accidentally like he didn't actually aim it at someone and intent to kill like calm down like he just say oh there was an accident like yeah they portrayed it i was like that's a bit mean and it's also like um he was told it was cold and anyone who doesn't know what cold means it's means that it's not a live Mm -hmm. um gun or a live round in it 
And yeah, there was blanks, mm-hmm. but the blank killed the DOP. Yeah. And yeah, that's just, you know, fuck me. Like, yeah. you know, and shot the director. And Amome is the director. I think the director's still alive. Yeah. But, you know, just barely. Mm-hmm. Like, you scave that situation. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck. And yeah, that's going to yeah. haunt him. Yeah, he's going to have to live with that yeah. for the rest of his life. And you'd never wish that upon anyone, yeah. like, at all. Um, but this goes back to the, like, the whole The Crow movie. Yeah, he died and they, yeah. I think they had filmed about 80% of the film and they had, like, another 20% to mm-hmm. go. Awful scenario, same situation, blank, mm-hmm. killed him. Awful. Mm-hmm. But in saying that, it was a low-budget film yeah. as well. Now... Low budget films are great, but they mm-hmm. don't they don't always or can't always afford an armorer. Yeah. They can't afford safety mm-hmm. always. And there is an unnerving situation where they can't it's true, but they feel sometimes a little bit creepy. Yeah. In in certain environments. They cut a lot of corners they do. to get something made. <laughs> they do. And I mean like not in the benefit of everyone, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but yeah, there's sort of like this running theme, yeah, where they're just like low-budget sets mm-hmm. you just kind of avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your experience in low-budget sets? How have, how have they been for your um, expansion? Expansion? So far, <laughs> I mean, I've only ever been on low-budget one yeah. or don't have one. Um, yeah, like I think it just depends on who you're working with like, and how they handle everything. Like some people are very nonchalant like they're they're very organized and they know yeah. they've got everything prepared and they've put everything in place whereas others are just kind of all over the place yeah like it really it just depends on who's making it yeah and what they're like yeah and how do you how do you gauge someone on their their skill set mm. before you like go for it and do it i don't know because <laughs> <laughs> most of the time when i've done like short films and stuff i've not met them until the day of yeah it's been through like star now or something like that and so yeah. like i've obviously like chatted and like messaged yeah. them through so i kind of know like you can if they're very like responsive i think when you like ask them a question or thing and they can get back to you with an answer straight away and then it's not like oh they're like oh i don't know about that we'll see type of thing you think oh what am i getting into yeah but if they're very like prepared they're like yep you ask them something like yep that's sorted, this is sorted, all that kind of stuff. You're like, okay, they they know what they're doing. Yeah. They're, I'm not walking into, like, people just running all over the place unsure of, like... What they want to achieve yeah. and everything. I think that's really important mm-hmm. that, um, you know, just you're not going into a scenario where you're like, oh, dear God, yeah. uh, I'm fucked. Yeah. Um, especially, yeah, when you walk on set and you go, this is a clusterfuck of a yeah. situation. Um, I, yeah, it's it's funny, like... Professional environments, you can bring, like, you can bring both mm-hmm. into the environment. I believe in a great workspace where mm-hmm. everyone's, you know, tries to be friends and mm-hmm. everyone's lovely and social mm-hmm. and just be nice to each other. Um, but also flag anything with me. Like, yeah. just I love people flagging stuff with me, going, "Hey, um, just FYI, this, you know, just for next time, I didn't like this, or you know, whatever." Mm-hmm. It's like, cool, okay, no worries. I'll yeah. tick that box off and I'll make sure it's not yeah. included if someone's, you know, if someone's annoying someone or like someone's difficult, um, or the, you know, just the food options or anything. Mm-hmm. Actually, no one's ever complained about the food, which is great. <laughs> um, but I definitely think like uh, I've never. Like, I, I always try to, you know, raise sets that I've worked on as, like, safe sets or, mm-hmm. you know, like, work environments. Yeah. 
And you just want everyone to feel comfortable enough yeah. to do their job well. hundred yeah. percent. And um, yeah, it's it's kind of one of those things that I don't think twice. Like I've I remember did a photo shoot back in the beginning <laughs> of this year. God, I had to think when it was. Yeah, it was the beginning of this year. And it was with um, my wonderful friend Hannah. And we had never worked together. And um, she had messaged me and she sort of wanted to work with me. And she was like, oh, you know, like, let's do a photo shoot together. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like, sure, why not? And it was sort of like, everyone can go and like find on my Instagram. It's like this boudoir kind of like, you know, like neon lighting, mm-hmm. kind of like, and we were like, okay, let's just do it in a hotel room. Like, mm-hmm. let's find a nice cheap hotel room. Mm-hmm. Let's pay something like a hundred bucks if yeah. we can find one mm-hmm. and go and shoot there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you pay for a nine because it's like cheap mm-hmm. shit accommodation. <laughs> and we did that. And my friend Sophia was the makeup artist. So it was me and Hannah and Sophia. And I think like Sophia was great. She you know, like Hannah was like, oh, I can do this or mm-hmm. or not. And I think Sophia was great. And there was a second opinion and there was another girl in the room mm-hmm. to kind of voice and go, maybe, maybe not. And I just took her word mm-hmm. for it. I was just yeah. like, actually, good point. Mm-hmm. Let's not do that because I don't mm-hmm. want Hannah to feel uncomfortable, you know, because mm-hmm. at this point she's not wearing anything other than her underwear, mm-hmm. like doing these photos. So I don't want to put her in a compromising position yeah. to be like, you're a friend of mine. I don't want to mm-hmm. make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I want to make sure you feel like you're <laughs> contributing to what's being mm-hmm. the product. And absolutely, she loves the photos and everything. But I do think that had it not been for the amount of conversations that we had prior mm-hmm. to the shoot and also just she is a very comfortable person. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, having someone who, you know, like Sophia next to me is just also, a, you know, a blessing mm-hmm. because it's having that second opinion yeah. where you're not just like this creepy guy with a camera. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, of course you're going to be weirdly judged mm-hmm. in society, but most of the time the photos just go to, you know, like you'll send them the JPEGs and they'll mm-hmm. select which ones they like. Yeah. But, yeah, there's this real expectation of you've got to create a safe spa- yeah. space and you just got to talk openly. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like a month, like it was a month into my current relationship and I was just gushing about the relationship mm-hmm. to both Sophia and Hannah. And mm-hmm. I think they were just sitting there and just going, oh. <laughs> so I was like a little bit also just like me gushing, Making sure that my partner was completely fine with the mm-hmm. photo shoot. Like she wasn't going to get in worry or anything yeah. like that. Absolutely fine with it. But yeah, it was very much, you just got to tick all the boxes mm-hmm. and just make sure everyone's okay. Because yeah. I've done, I've definitely approached people with ideas mm-hmm. and, and, and inadvertently people aren't always keen for the idea. Yeah. yeah if you say <laughs> no, say no. Mm-hmm. But I think the worst thing as a creator and as an artist is for people just to disappear mm-hmm. or ghost you because yeah. they didn't like an idea and you're like, just say you didn't yeah. like it. Like, just be open. Yeah. This is not for me. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll find someone who might like yeah. it. You know, it, I'm not offended mm. in any possible way. Mm. And I feel like, yeah, people forget that they can just easily approach someone and say, mm. this isn't for me and yeah. I will move straight away. Mm-hmm. Do, do, are you very good at that though? Yeah. Like, I think I'm very... I, I say it nicely though. <laughs> like if there's something I'm not into, I'm like, oh, it's not for me. Sorry. Like, yeah, yeah I'm so- sorry, but like, good luck. Yeah. Which I think is like mm-hmm. absolutely appropriate. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I think I asked you to be involved with something. I just mm-hmm. said, hey, tell me if you don't want to be yeah. involved because it saves me time yeah. to, and, and I'm glad you did because yeah. it wasn't like, oh, okay, I'm offended. I was just mm-hmm. like, yep. Okay, yeah. cool. 
I'll find someone else. Yeah. Like I'm not in any way because there there will be some project that we'll probably work together on, mm-hmm. um, that we both will like. Yeah, like that is no mm-hmm. skin off my teeth. Mm-hmm. But it's not like you know I want you to enjoy it, yeah. <laughs> not go. You want to have enjoy the experience. Yeah, it's not- like it's such a mutual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny how we forget that as well. Mm-hmm. Like you know, just entirely within us, you know, making of something. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe how many times, like, and I also think that Star Now mm-hmm. is a good and bad website. Yeah. What's your opinions on Star Now as a platform? Oh, it's, I don't know, <laughs> it's, it's fine, I guess. I think it just depends, like, because I know a lot of, like, that's where a lot of, like, student films and stuff yeah. cast from, which yeah, is yeah. good to kind of get, like, short films and things like that. But whereas, like, the paid jobs it's kind of like why are they not going through like a casting person why are you doing it directly to an actor yeah i think i found like they either try to underpay you like how much you should be getting paid yeah like it is kind of a money thing i think they think oh we'll get an actor that's happy to just happy to work whereas like if you go through a casting person and they go through agents like they're gonna be like no, if oh this is what you're making this is how long it's going to be like online or if it's going to be like on tv or whatever it is they know how much you should be getting yeah like what like the rates are whereas like if they're just going to star now trying to get actors who just just want to work like they just want to yeah be in something get stuff on their cv and things like that they like can underpay you yeah which i mean some people are happy like not about all about money like (laughs) you just people work for free because they want to because they're excited about the project but like things like commercials i think it's like you're you're doing that for money oh yeah yeah. and you want to make sure you're actually getting what you should be getting yeah what would you for your own benefit what Mm -hmm. would you just what would you do something for free and versus what how much do you Mm -hmm. think you're actually worth Mm -hmm. Um, you know, do you have this, you know, your worth mm-hmm. for some projects and you're like, I'm not going to do this for free mm-hmm. because I know I'm worth something. And then other projects you're like, no, I'm happy to do this one, you know, mm-hmm. because I really like it. I don't know. I'm not, I've, I'm going to like undersell myself being <laughs> like, I, I, yeah, like this much, is this much money? Okay. Like I'll work for this. So like, I don't know. I don't like to think of myself as like, how much am I worth? Yeah. Like, yeah. The- that's a th- I don't like it feels weird like thinking of myself that way. Yeah. Like I I do like I'll happily work for free. Yeah. Like that's not not a problem. I just have to like what I'm doing, like what I'm a part of. Yeah. Like but then yeah, like if it's paid, it's still like oh, you don't you can it just does depend on what it is as well. Yeah. yeah. It's like it- you you don't need to love it, but it's like <laughs> Like some people will happily take like a smaller paycheck if it, they do like what they're a part of. Yeah. Whereas if it's something really embarrassing or you don't I, love, it's kind of like, can I have more money, please? A hundred percent. Like if I'm going to do this, I want to <laughs> be reimbursed for it. Like, yeah. I've, I, I've, that makes sense. It does. I've had situations where people ask me for money after the project's done, mm, which oh. I always kind of just go, no. <laughs> You've done it already. You've done it already. I'm not, like, compensating for you for this. Mm -hmm. Like, whether or not you enjoyed it, you did agree to do this for nothing. Um, But I do, I do absolutely agree. Like, I think, um, you know, the the business model, you know, is, like, 
I think when I, when I always think about money in terms mm-hmm. of like what, you know, um, what I'm worth, mm-hmm. I'm the same. I have yep. no idea what I'm worth. And my partner's been saying to me for ages, and my dad actually, mm-hmm. like both of them go, you're really good at photography. Charge people for mm-hmm. it. Like charge them for headshots, charge yeah. them for anything because then you can do mm-hmm. the concept ones and then maybe go and do magazine shoots mm-hmm. and actually like, you know, do something with that. Yeah. So I've got to create a website and actually start that up. <laughs> but but yeah, for years I was just taking photos of friends because mm-hmm. I knew I was like, I want practice. I yeah. want I can give you the photos, but I want practice. Mm-hmm. Like, um so yeah, I used to message friends mm-hmm. who I knew and be like, Hey, would you be keen to just hang out mm-hmm. and I take a few photos and then yeah. we'll go our separate ways. Um and yeah, it was like the most now I'm probably would yeah. say to people, if I were to do headshots, it'd be like, Yeah, I charge you Two fifty, three hundred dollars mm-hmm. for like an hour and a half. Yeah, um, you know, make the most of it. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, like for higher concepts or ideas, probably like, yeah, seven hundred. You know, mm-hmm. depending on what it is, yeah, what I require from mm-hmm. it, and um, yeah, logistically, like I think that's fun, but they they've got to profit mm-hmm. me in some ways because yeah. <laughs> for years they've just never profited me because yeah. I've been so. Like, I love it. Mm-hmm. I love making things, yeah. but it, you've got to turn it around and mm-hmm. make it a business model. Yeah. Like, it, it's so weird mm-hmm. because when you love something, you don't want to turn it into a business model. Yeah. You want to let mm-hmm. your um, – but then comes exploitation mm-hmm. and people abusing that um, that power that you, you know, as a, mm-hmm. a creative that you mm-hmm. do go into this yeah. world. They take advantage of your love for yeah. what you do, being like, you're going to work for free just because you want to. And it's like. Uh, yeah, I, I'm happy to, but I know I should be getting paid for this. I will do it within reason. Yeah. Like, um, if it goes over this point, yeah, I stop caring. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. I feel like I put time limits now on things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also say to freed projects, uh, if I've got other pressing things to do, mm-hmm. and fortunately, like I will do as much as I can, but mm-hmm. I, if I've got time crunches on other things, they will come first mm-hmm. because I've got to get them done. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just the way you, you know, it, when things need to get out, what, mm-hmm. you know, how far away of them. Um, and sometimes, yeah, it's a balancing act of just mm-hmm. like, how much time have you got? And, you know, how well was it thought out? Mm-hmm. Like I've done short films with her, that I've watched in post, like, and I've been an editor, mm-hmm. like editing short films since I left TAFE mm-hmm. 2013. And yeah, sometimes they're incredibly badly shot. <laughs> like sometimes you just go, this does not cut. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, but it's um, my first ever short film. I'm like, yeah, learn about coverage before. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to say something great, but yeah, learn about coverage. Because it's shit. Mm -hmm. It's shit editing Mm -hmm. something that doesn't edit. Yeah. And then you watch something and everyone's like, oh, that's fucking shit. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, Yeah. I can't polish this. That's because you care. Like you want them to do well. Yeah. Like you're being honest, being like, this isn't great. Yeah. Like you need to work on it. And like if you're it's like, yeah, if people see this, they're not gonna think it's good and that's gonna make you feel like shit. Yeah. So uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that yeah, entirely. Like you're, you're just helping. I I am contributing. Yeah. <laughs> um so I did want to bring us back to the 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 young you and yep. and something we talked about off mic, mm-hmm. um, which was you not being encouraged as much to get mm-hmm. into acting when you were younger. Yeah. Um, do you want to elaborate yeah. like what exactly that meant for yeah. you and how you got into it eventually? It was a bit, it's like, it wasn't like not encouraged, like it, not discouraged in a way. Cause I think, yeah. cause I'd never brought it up to my parents. 
like wanting to be artistic or anything like that because they I was the sh- quiet little girl like they would assume I wouldn't want to do that right okay so like I did I played sport like that's like I did stuff but yeah I think they were just kind of based off my personality they thought oh she probably wouldn't want to yeah because I know my oldest sister she's like both of them are very quite confident and like one of them did like drama and stuff when they were younger mm. and I was like why did you never do that with me and then it was um like I think I assumed I just didn't I wouldn't have been interested because I was so shy yeah but it was I think it was always in the back of my head wanting to do it but I never thought that I could because of my personality yeah so that's why I was like during but I've never known what I wanted to do anyway so like (laughs) throughout school everyone's like like I I, that's what I hated about school in like year 12 everyone's like what are you going to study at uni what what career do you want you're like I'm like 17 18 I don't know yeah and there's a lot of pressure yeah. During that time, and you're like, why? <laughs> did the, yeah. did the ha- so you're the youngest? Yeah, I'm the youngest. And you have two older sisters. Yes. Did, was that kind of like a dynamic to also live under their shadow? No. Okay, good. <laughs> they were like, yeah, my, they were, my parents were encu- obviously very encouraging. Yeah. They were like, just whatever makes you happy, yeah. do it. Like, my sister's um, was doing, did a hair, like a makeup course. Oh, was wow. going to do that. And then, she did an apprenticeship and we're now a hairdresser and then she's kind of done a few different things. But though obviously like being a hairdresser, makeup artist doesn't pay well. But yeah. obviously she enjoyed it. So my parents were like, yeah, off you go. And now she's actually back to being a hairdresser and she's just opened her own like salon. Like she rents a space out now and she's like wow. she's working for herself. So That's like, awesome. And she's actually making she'll make really good money working for herself. That's which awesome. Which is great. And so, yeah, like they're encouraging, like whatever you want to do, do it. Yeah. But I think just me with acting, because I started when I was 19, I think. I think mm. I did a, like a beginner's acting course. Just, I think, I don't know what got me to do it. I think mm. it was just, I, I'd done, ta- gone to TAFE and done um, event management. And I was like, not going anywhere with that. Because it's hard to get in, like hard to get into. Um, and then I just kind of. Because that's something I'd always had in the back of my mind. I was like, why not? Yeah. Give it a go. Like, it's a beginner's one. There's no, like, expectations. You don't have to keep going. Yeah. So I did it and I was like, I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> and so I kept kept going. And here I am. Like, it's just, like, different classes, doing different things and just learning more about it. And now I'm like, I love this. Yeah. Like, I want to do this as my career. Yeah. Like, because I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, I, I don't know how to do anything else. Like, I'm not... Like, it obviously, easily could just, like, go back to uni and yeah. figure something out. But, like, like there's no, no other career that I'm drawn to. There's nothing else out there that's like, oh, I'd maybe like to do that if acting doesn't work. There's actually nothing. Interesting. Like, like yeah. Because I was watching, like, Selling Houses Australia, which is, like, a <laughs> random show. Like, my mum's like, what about real estate? I'm like, oh, God, no. Like, I like watching houses being, like, renovated and stuff, but I don't want to... <laughs> be in that <laughs> no it's it's so which i think i think they kind of because i've been doing it for so long like yeah. trying for so long and nothing's happened for years that they're kind of like my like my mum was like the other day like how long do you think you're gonna give it before you throw in the towel it's like i don't know like i'm like it does take a long time to really get anywhere yeah in this industry and like because i just got an agent and it was 
Mum's like, okay, great. So you're gonna? I'm like, yeah, I'm actually gonna get start getting hope like soon proper auditions. Even it's like commercials and stuff. Like I actually last week I had a proper audition for a TV series. Ooh. My first ever one. I was like, I got the email. I was like, oh my god. And I was like, oh, what am I? What do I do? And I was really excited. And then I was like, okay, calm down. It's your first audition. Yeah. Just don't have any expectations of like you're gonna book this or you're yeah. gonna get a call back or anything. Just do the scenes, do them well, do like do what you know how to do yeah. and then just send it. Send something that you are really happy with and that you like see, do the scenes and send the takes that you like, yep, yeah, that's a really good job. Yeah. Like that's all, that's all I put on myself. Just knowing because I'm like the casting director wouldn't have a clue who I was. So I'm like, okay, send them scenes that they'll watch be like, oh, I like her. Maybe not for this, but maybe for something else yeah like just make them remember you like gosh yeah she was good (laughs) (laughs) and also because the character's 16 oh also like i think i'm a bit old for that now but i mean they don't they don't know how old i am like i didn't say how old i was they don't know i'm 25 so it's more about your appearance and yeah how you come like the age you come across as not actually how old you are yeah yeah like i'm not expecting anything from it like i've sent my tapes off last week and i'm like yep if i hear back i hear back if i don't i don't it's fine like i had my first big audition yeah (laughs) i think that's the best mentality to have about it that's so positive Mm -hmm. and and realistic yeah um because yeah it's you've got to keep your Mm -hmm. expectations low keep it very low (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i think i think also what you know what i love about that is just the fact that yeah, there's this little excitement, but you know, you've worked really hard at it. Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing I was going to say is, funnily enough, I remember probably about two years ago, uh, you fell on my radar. Like mm-hmm. I knew who you were okay. like two years ago. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, this this actor, mm-hmm. you know, um, and she's like pretty young so like starting out you know how did you find me by I the think, way i think it was originally god this feels like years ago <laughs> um probably via instagram okay to be honest mm. you were following something i was doing okay or you'd like something and i was just like cool mm-hmm. i'll follow this person yeah she seems interesting mm-hmm. and then you you know obviously worked with a few people i knew mm-hmm. or like had met them through or like mm-hmm. followed them and i was like oh okay um, they know this person, they know mm-hmm. this person. Cool. Okay. And then, yeah, I was just like, why not actually mm-hmm. like properly introduce yeah. myself? Because yeah, you'd been on my radar mm-hmm. for so long. I think also just because you were, you were a bit different. Like there's, this isn't okay, a very different. like, okay. no, okay. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll, elaborate? <laughs> yeah, well, um, you know how, like I, I generally like working with people who are a bit strange, like a little bit unusual, like Mm -hmm. just in personality wise, because it's more interesting. (laughs) And I feel like I relate to them more. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you were a little bit different. You were a little bit more quirky. You were a Mm -hmm. bit more natural on, you know, like social media, you know, your Instagram Mm -hmm. posts weren't exactly like had to be a certain way. You were just Mm -hmm. like, this is who I am. Cool. Either Mm -hmm. leave it or or don't. And I was like, oh, really like Mm -hmm. that. So, and I looked at your show reel, I think a few years back and I was like, you know, she's good, you mm-hmm. know, um, hopefully one day we'll work together and yeah. kind of thing. And then, yeah, like, I think it was about six months ago before I reached out to mm-hmm. you to do this. Um, I saw your show really again. I was like, oh, yeah, she's come a, she's come mm-hmm. a long way. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I wonder if she'll be interested in chatting about, <laughs> yeah. like, stuff. And, yeah, you did. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you were always on 
the radar of someone who I was like, I want to either work with or get to know. Like it was Aww. like one of those two things because you just seemed interesting. You seemed like, um, you know, not like mm. there was this social media presence to be mm. fake. Mm-hmm. You were just like, I'm who I am. And mm. like, yeah, it's, mm. I, I really liked that about oh, your personality. You. Yeah. Well, cause it's nice that you think that. Then I'm interesting because I don't think I don't think that about myself. So. Someone does. <laughs> do your friends not think? I mean, I hope my friends do. But I mean, like, yeah, yeah it, you were definitely interesting. You were definitely like someone who was really trying. And I think also what I liked about your showreel is the fact that you were very driven. Like mm-hmm. you were, you were clearly committed to everything you did. <laughs> And yeah. I absolutely loved that. And that's what I always look for in artists and mm-hmm. with everyone is I'm always looking for people who really have a strong love for art mm-hmm. and strong love for things. Yeah. And if you don't, <laughs> I just don't bother. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. it's because I didn't get this sense from your profiles that you wanted to like be in the limelight. No. Like it wasn't about being famous. No. It was about some people. Yeah. yeah. Some, which some people, they want to be actors because they want to be famous. Yeah. I'm like there's so much more that goes into it. it that's why I don't someone, like, what you were saying. It's like that annoys me a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I mean, like I watched, I looked at Star Now ages ago and every time you scroll through profiles, you're just like, yep, they want to be famous. They want to be famous. They mm-hmm. want to be famous. They want to be famous. Oh, yeah. there's an actual person there. They yeah. want to be famous. Like there are mm-hmm. so many more people. And I think it really comes down to your profile. Yeah. What photo, like what photos you put up, mm-hmm. Um, what kind of personality you, like those little videos now that they introduced <laughs> the where everyone says, hi. Yeah. Um, I love that everyone did them in their cars. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. But yeah, a lot of those and then, um, yeah, just th- this whole environment mm. of just social media mm. frenzy. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, and like, look, I will, I would discredit, not everyone likes people who are very like themselves on social media. They mm-hmm. prefer you to be fake. Yeah. Absolutely. Some people don't like that at all. Yeah. Um, and I say to them, it's n- not your place to say. Yeah. Like you can either love it or hate it, but mm-hmm. don't tell people that it's shit. Yeah. Like leave them be. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your opinion on that? Like in terms of just people reaching, have you ever had people say horrible things to you on the internet? I'm... No. <laughs> you are very... <laughs> I think I'm very lucky. I think because I just don't post anything yeah. controversial. I'm just like, here's a picture of my cat. Like, <laughs> it's just like, oh, this is like a pretty sunset or a selfie. I'm like, yeah. Like that's, that's, I don't really use it for anything. Yeah. It's just kind of like, yeah, I have Instagram and I post stuff, but it's not yeah really f- like, yeah. I find Some it- people do it because they want like to be an influencer and they yeah. have like the things or like a certain aesthetic. And I'm like, mine doesn't look very good. Like, <laughs> like my photos are just very random, like whatever I feel like posting. Whereas some people it's like, oh, if I post this, it's going to fit in with this little like yeah photos if you go to my profile and it's going to all look really pretty whereas i'm like nah, just post it whatever yeah whatever it looks like i agree with that i think that's like i've got two i've got one my photo photography one which has all my actual photos on it Mm. and the other one is like this profile which is the things we do (laughs) and then i have my actual Kind of personal one, yeah. which originally started as wanting to do like professional stuff on mm-hmm. it, and then it just kind of deviated mm-hmm. into part professional, part my actual life, mm-hmm. and I post stuff about my partner on it and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I think the thing is, 
everyone in the industry who does follow that page <laughs> has been really, really nice. Like, mm-hmm. um, but, and, you know, it's not always the case. Like, I definitely know a lot of people who I've met who have had absolute shit mm-hmm. when they post stuff. Like, yeah. they've had people say horrible things. Mm-hmm. And I don't get why people do that. Like, why do you take time out of your day to post something like that nasty? It's, it is like, what you... so arrogant. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, you know, people commenting on lockdown weights and everything, mm-hmm. which is just like, mm-hmm. leave people alone. Yeah. Like, it's not healthy to point out that someone's gained, like, a couple of kilos. Yeah. It's really rude. Yeah. Um, and everyone's done it. Like, mm. everyone fluctuated between weights and mm-hmm. everything. Like, um, I definitely know I put on a kilo or two, and it didn't really phase mm. me. I was just like, this will fade now that lockdown's <laughs> out. But it'll just do its thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, your diet changes. Everything mm. changes because you're in a completely different scenario. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, I think that <laughs> i found the funniest thing ever i can't remember where it was I, I, no it might have been like i didn't actually there wasn't a review written on it but but i did laugh when i looked at the uh, apple itunes list of this podcast and it had one rating of two stars <laughs> and i was just like this was once and i was like wow Someone thinks so low of me <laughs> to give me two stars. Yeah. And I just cacked myself because I was like, this is brilliant. I mm-hmm. need this more. And now I've got like, I think it's rated at four and a half stars at the moment because like enough people have put five stars to yeah. make it four and a half. Um, but yeah, I never really look at ratings or mm-hmm. reviews of things that I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, because yeah, if if I've made something that's a fan film or I've done mm-hmm. a photo shoot and, you know, and someone goes, oh, that's really, you know, like, oh, who's the good looking person in the photo? It's like, it's not about that. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me what you think of the photo. Yeah. Because I don't, like, aesthetically, we put a lot of hard work into yeah. these things. I'd care more about you critiquing the art than yeah. the individuals mm-hmm. um, in, in the videos. And, yeah, it's, I post random stuff all the time as mm-hmm. well and people just seem to occasionally want to say weird stuff <laughs> it's very unusual mm. like i don't understand social media i've never, yeah. <laughs> I've never understood yeah. it um but i think yeah we we grew up in probably a time where it was like social media was a little bit more coming into the yeah. foreground um we didn't grow up when it was actively everywhere though. no like kids like teenage today i'd hate to be a teenager today just with all of the like, social media and just like tiktok and all these mm. things i'd be like that would kill me i was kind of happy like i kind of i started off like facebook but that was like that's not a big thing like it's yeah yeah like it's just being friends with people whereas like then instagram came in and then it was suddenly it was like how many followers you have how many likes you get and it was I kind of was like a bit older then when that yeah. kind of like year, like year 12 or so that's when it started becoming a little bit bigger. But then, yeah, now it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like I, I was like, oh, like I, yeah, being a teenager now would be awful. Yeah. I, no. Like, no. <laughs> um, I mean, the statistics awfully have said like that TikTok is now worse than ever for mm-hmm. young girls. Yeah. Because of filters, because of like Snapchat as well, mm-hmm. it's just a whole expectation yeah. um, to be a certain look and yeah. a certain type of people. And yeah, it just it just reminds me like, and there was this model in Iran who changed her way to look like Angelina Jolie. This was mm-hmm. a few years back, yeah. and it's just horrifying because yeah. it's like, why would you change the way you mm-hmm. look to look like someone else? Yeah, like 
you should be embracing. I guess mm-hmm. like, yeah, like this comes down to mental illness mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's very much stemmed yeah. from just mm-hmm. the fact that there's no filter mm-hmm. on the internet. And do you, are you, do you kind of actively keep your distance from the internet sometimes? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not as involved, like I watch like TikTok videos, like I have the account and I'm like on it for hours just watching <laughs> stuff and yeah, like I'm in on Instagram liking photos, but I'm not so in- involved in it. Like I don't, yeah. re- like I don't care about influencers. Like I don't care about what they think. So really. you mostly follow friends, just, or yeah, like, just friends and this like photography accounts and like yeah, like fashion designers and like it's creative people. Yeah, that I'm kind of, like that's why I'm on it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's like yeah, that's mm. a very... yeah, but it's so it's so fucked up with like all the <laughs> filters and everything. Like you go through like make an Instagram story and you put a filter on and suddenly my lips look bigger for some. I'm like what, why? And then it's like your skin's like airbrushed yeah. and you're like why. It's like so unnecessary. Like it's they're fun to play with, but I never yeah. actually post with them. Interesting. Like yeah. it's like there's ones that make lips look like ridiculously huge. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is this is actually funny. Whereas some that it's like it alters it slightly and you're like, that's a bit fucked yeah. up. Where it's like making it look like you've had work done. Isn't that and, f- and you're like, why? Isn't that fun? Yeah. Isn't that I don't get it. Mm. I think the pressure does come and come towards more girls than it would guys. Yeah, like there's a huge mm-hmm. um, appearance-wise of mm-hmm. just to be sexy and, mm-hmm. you know, and glorified. Like, how's that influenced you? Do you care two hoots about like what people think of your appearance or anything like no. that? No, <laughs> because I mean I don't post anything. Like, yeah, about this, like people don't have the opportunity to even like say anything about it. Yeah, so. So yeah, like I don't really, like I don't care. That's, really, like yeah. <laughs> I think because I know with my, I look at my body, I'm like I'm thin and I'm tall. Like I'm kind of the beauty standard. Like I'm not, it's not what it is. Like I don't have like abs and like tan body or anything. But it's not anything anyone would say anything negative about. Yeah. Like it's yeah. Whereas some people do feel very self conscious about their body and what they look like. And that's so like. Mm. I, I mm. do agree. Like, mm. I, I think um, I've already talked about it on the podcast, but, yeah, like, I definitely went through that sort of period mm. of time where it was, like, I had body dysmorphia yeah. and, you know, an eating disorder mm. and everything, like, for a few years. Mm. And that really, yeah, yeah, it took me a while to get mm. out of it. But even then, it's sort of, like, I'm happy with the way I look, mm. like, you know, now. Yeah. Um, and I fluctuate between weight. Yeah. But it's it's always been tall, mm. always been thin, mm. like, generally just a standard yeah standard weight do you think it's harder for men with body image because it's not as spoken about as 100%. much like women it's kind of like body positivity like embrace your curves and everything whereas men it's still kind of oh. you don't really talk about it a hundred percent men it don't is. talk about that like struggles really yeah it's 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 very there are a lot of struggle like <laughs> i hate this thing because it's like they're you know like um there are a lot of struggles that men don't talk about mm-hmm. now more mm-hmm. so because there are some, you know, like there are movements and stuff where it mm-hmm. just prevents you from feeling like mm-hmm. there was this really big, you know, and yes, I agree with the the whole angle of like, mm-hmm. you know, the, we haven't had it as tough as women or anything, mm-hmm. but we still had it tough. Like yeah. there are a lot of social pressures on men that mm-hmm. aren't spoken about. Mm-hmm. And one of them is eating, you know, like eating disorders, body image and mm-hmm. everything like that. Like mm-hmm. when I was younger, I used to think that I had to be, you know, you know, ripped and everything yeah. like that. And now I'm just like, 
whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, don't think about it. But as long as I'm healthy, yeah, that's all really mm-hmm. matters to me. Mm-hmm. I think it, it comes with age, yeah. embracing your body a bit. I think when you're a teenager, you kind of you f- do feel a bit awkward because your body's still developing and, like, some people, like, some girls have bigger boobs and others, like, mine haven't come in yet. It's like, and it's it's so weird. But, like, like, I was very self-conscious about my body when I was younger yeah. and now I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't really care. Yeah. Like, like I sometimes do and then sometimes I don't. It's, it's 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 weird. I think I'm absolutely the same. I think like, <laughs> I'll go through days yeah. where I'm like, oh, okay, physically, don't love the way I look, <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, you know, today I feel a bit bloated, so mm. like I don't like the way my stomach looks. Mm. And then other days I'll be like, you know what, mm. don't even care two hoods. Yeah. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, like, um, oh, look the way I'm walking today. <laughs> No, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it's all these things that, you know, just play in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. And, but, yeah, it's just like this expectation. Like I remember I was about 16 when my <laughs> – probably 16, 17 when my voice started to break. <laughs> and I used to be ridiculed by being one of the last people to have mm-hmm. their voice break. Like they were like, oh, you have a really high voice. <laughs> Sound like a girl. <laughs> and all these comments and I was like, does that really matter? Like – it doesn't, no. but people make it matter. Yeah. The people put pressure on you because mm-hmm. they're ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's sort of like, you know, what? what's it matter to, you know, have your boobs come in later than mm. other girls, like, or to have your period, like, later yeah. than everyone else? It doesn't really matter mm-hmm. in the long run, no. but people make it matter. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know... um, and I remember, you know, this is the thing as well. Like, I remember in high school, and it's less so now. There was a real taboo about talking about puberty and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you you were segregated into groups. Yeah. So, you were like, guys can talk about puberty amongst mm-hmm. guys and girls can talk about puberty. Yeah. But you don't mingle. No. You never mingle. You can't talk yeah. about these things together. Yeah. Like, that, and, That's why men are so confused with, like, periods and stuff. They're like, what? I don't get it. And you're like, it's because when we you talk about it, when you, you learn about it as a kid, the boys are just excluded from that conversation because yeah. it's a girl's issue. But I'm like, they need to know. Yeah. Like they're going to have, they might have daughters one day. Yeah. They're going to have a wife one day, depending on like your preferences. But yeah. like, you you need to know like, like, oh, can, can you get me some tampons from the supermarket? And they'll be like, I don't know what to get. Whereas some men like, oh yeah, I'll get them for you. Like they know now. Yeah. Whereas I'm... like, you, I feel like you need, they need to, men need to learn this. <laughs> and like, same with women as well. I think everyone just needs to know. Yeah. Everything about each other's like puberty and every bodies and everything. Just I, so we can understand each other a bit more. Is that is that something you've always been quite comfortable talking about your you know, your body, or is that something that you kind of took you a while to uh, it's yeah, taken me a while to be comfortable with it, I would say. Yeah. Being just being comfortable enough around someone to talk about very personal things. Yeah. No, yeah. I, th- I like think that takes me a while, but I think that's that's good though mm. because it's like you don't expect to be like yeah. okay the first ever conversation we're gonna we're gonna really knock yeah. it out of the back. Well, um, some people are like that. They just go into detail about person your personal their personal life, and you're like, we just met. Like I just met you, and we're already talking about something like that. And you're like, okay, I know. <laughs> it's a, it's I, a bit much information. <laughs> TMI. Yeah. TMI. Um, absolutely. Like I don't. I generally don't tell people about anything unless i've known them for a while because it's just safer yeah um they don't want to know what you've been up to (laughs) but it 
yeah, it's 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 quite interesting because I've definitely dated people who have absolutely been like the complete opposite. They're mm-hmm. happy to chat to anyone about this stuff and yeah. like completely open about anything mm-hmm. they've ever done. And I'm like, mm-hmm, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> I would never do that. I'd be so terrified and mortified because I'm just like, it's what you do. Be kind, close doors. But it was, <laughs> I think the sweetest ever time. Like I, for me, I came out a few years back uh, um, as bisexual. Mm-hmm. And one of the things was my partner and I were going over to my mm, parents' house mm-hmm. recently. And we were talking about one of her friends who also happens to be bi. And uh, we were, she, she was just like, oh, yeah, you and them are both bi. You guys can just chat about that. And it's just like in front of my mom. And my mom's like, she's fine with that yeah. stuff. But she just doesn't. I, I looked at her face and she's like, like just kind of like didn't want to really go into detail about like that kind of what what being bi entails and probably like the sexual experiences Mm. you might have and i think yeah it's it's really interesting because i do think there's a little bit like you know if you do have different preferences Mm -hmm. then people do get more awkward like if you were gay man people get awkward very quick like they're just like two guys Ew. Yeah. Like, or is it, you know, and I think in the male community, if it's two girls, they're like, tell me more. Yeah. Like, it's completely mm. double standards. Yeah. They're, um, and yeah, like that, what was, what was high school like for you? Was it kind of just, we, did you, did you always know your sexual preference growing yeah. up? Like you were pretty mm-hmm. confident with who I know, you? Yeah. I know that I'm straight. Yeah. Yeah. But like, did you have a lot of friends who sort of came out or did you all um, sort of like know to get? No, I think, oh, I'm just looking back, like only... Only one person came out when we were at school, like in our year level. Wow. Just one person. When we went to a Catholic school, but like it was like, <laughs> yes, it was a Catholic. It wasn't like an intense Catholic yeah. school. Like we were in like a very rural area. So yeah. it was just kind of like not everyone who went there was Catholic. Like we were just like, it was just a school. Right. Like we okay. just part of it. But yeah, just one person. But I think like once, I think I've seen over like social media, like people I went to school with have like come out. Okay. So, yeah, like I think it was wasn't at school. It was like later on. Wow. Yeah. I guess also growing up in the Central Coast. Mm. Oh, where, I didn't grow up in the Central. Coast. Where did you grow up? Then? I grew up in Ballarat, Victoria. <gasps> wow. Yes. Actually, Ballarat is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I've been. Like it's a it's a beautiful city, but some of the people it's very just bogans everywhere. And yet you moved to the Central yeah. Coast. <laughs> well, that it's because I moved when I was eighteen. Mm. Like I just finished school. And uh, because my dad's job had relocated him to the Central Coast. Right. So okay. it was a weird, like they moved, my dad moved up a year earlier and my mom and I stayed so I could finish year 12 because they weren't going to move me yeah. to finish school. Like that would have just thrown me off completely. 100%, yeah. Um. So then it was a year after, like I was 18, like I could have stayed, but I was like, no, <laughs> I still need mom and dad and both my sisters now. Like it just kind of weirdly happened, like it was weird how it happened, like my old, my middle sister Mm. she moved up to sydney like doing hairdressing apprenticeship like two years before everyone else did Mm. and then my sister and her boyfriend now husband was in the army and he was being moved to new south wales as well like in like western sydney wherever the base is oh okay it just kind of happened we all ended up in new south wales Wow. Which kind of, it's kind of worked out perfectly. Like no one's still in Victoria. Yeah, yeah, having yeah. Having like travel. It's like we're all here together. Wow. Which is nice. Yeah. 
That's awesome. But yeah, like when I was worst time to move when you're 18. Yeah. Like literally, and I just turned 18 as well. Like I hadn't really gone out with friends or anything and then I literally moved to a place where I knew nobody. Oh my God. Like, it was actually really sad. Like That's like, stress. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't envy you. <laughs> yeah, I was and like moving to a place where you don't know anyone and being very shy and awkward and struggle to make friends. Yeah. Again, not easy. Like I didn't really, I didn't have, I didn't have friends for like two years until I started acting classes and I wow. met people. Okay. Yeah. Like there was someone I went to um, classes with, my friend Laura, and we ended up living together for a year. Wow. Like it was like nice. Like she's one of my best friends. Yeah. Yeah. Which was nice. And I mean, I had to, I was st- probably still would be living with her, but we had, cause COVID hit, had to move home. I moved home cause I lost my job in the city. Right. Okay. So it was just kind of like uh, I ended up, and that was before like job keeper or anything like. But I wasn't at my job long enough to get job keeper. Yeah. But then yeah, ended up moving home and I'm still there. <laughs> like I'm trying to get back to Sydney, but it is hard. It's like trying. Do I get a job? But then sometimes the jobs like you start next week. It's like I have nowhere to live. Yeah. Type of thing. It's like what comes first, and yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It, it's. Mm-hmm. And moving is a pain. Yeah. Um, I totally, totally relate to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I, I think that JobKeeper and stuff, is <laughs> the pandemic has yeah. not helped that situation. No. Um, but, yeah, it's it's so – it's like, yeah, the whole world is topsy-turvy mm-hmm. when yeah. it comes to the pandemic. And, and I mean, like, the Central Coast is great. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but – it is also areas point a mm-hmm. bit limiting, like mm-hmm. depending. I think, yeah, Sydney is great though in terms of the arts, mm-hmm. you know, motif and everything. Um, yeah, like I'd encourage you to come back yeah. whenever you I'm can. I'm trying to. Like, yeah, wh- where would you where would you live um, if you could again? I don't know. I lived in Kensington. Oh, okay, nice. So, but I'm like, I like, I'd like to be closer to the beach. Yeah, like not like right near it, but like. Like if it's like a fifteen minute walk or something. Okay, so like D Y or somewhere yeah. or, or, or like Coogee. eastern suburbs type. Yeah, yeah. even Randwick probably yeah. isn't too far from no. the beach. Um, yeah, just yeah, somewhere like that. That's nice. Mm. Then you can just relax. <laughs> yeah, I like being near water. I am mm. like, I think fifteen minutes yeah. walk from water. Mm. Yeah, like I and also like I like I love going for walks. Yeah, like it's my favorite thing. <laughs> just yeah, putting your headphones in and either playing music or a podcast and just walking isn't that the best thing yeah. in the world yeah i actually it's like i love going by myself as well <laughs> just like some people like yeah me and my friends all go for walks together i'm like i just love being in my own thoughts i love that it's like the best thing. i relate to that yeah. so so fucking yeah. hard yes <laughs> i don't get like some people are walking on there talking to their friends and i'm like how do you walk and talk i'm like i'd be out of breath like, yeah <laughs> Like, so, how's your day? Like, ah, I'm exhausted. I so. generally, like, the first thing I used to do um, is listen to music when I woke up. Mm-hmm. I used to just put on music and mm-hmm. I was like, yep, this is me time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, no one used to interrupt me. I, mm-hmm. d- I did not like, I'm not a morning person either. I don't <laughs> like talking to people straight away. I like having a bit of time mm-hmm. to myself. And, yeah, that was one of the things where I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And whenever mm-hmm. I go for a walk, I'm just like, no one disturb me. <laughs> I will murder you all yeah. if you do. Um, yeah, I'm just yeah. I'm such a lone cat when yeah. it comes to yeah. And when I'm in my alone time and I'm enjoying, it, if someone interrupts, it's like, how dare you? Yeah, how dare you interrupt me? Like oh. it happens sometimes. 
Like I'm had the day off and I've just been at home and I'm just enjoying myself. And then mum comes home. She's like, hey, how's your day? And she's chatting. I'm like, he's ruined it. (laughs) (laughs) I was having a nice day. I haven't spoken to a single person. Just been at home with the cats. And then like, it's obviously mum. Like I don't care, but it's also like I was enjoying just sitting there. Yeah. Watching TV or reading, just being by myself. Isn't it? Yeah. I'm, I've like all. Some people don't get that. And I'm like, actually, it's nice to be by yourself. Yeah. It's nice. I, I was literally just like, I always love it. Mm-hmm. I actually like whenever I'm on an overnight shift at work, I'm by myself in the office. Mm-hmm. One of the best things, because you can watch a movie and the moment someone calls, I'm like, I don't want you to call in. Like, I don't yeah. want you to have a conversation with me. Go yeah. away. Yeah. Like, the last thing I want to do is have a conversation with people when I'm at work alone. <laughs> but I have to because it's my job. Yeah. Um, no, I'm the same. I just work as a barista. But yeah. it's like part of that job is like you're meant to be really like chatty with people, but that's not my personality. So it's weird because I'm like, like you go like, hey, how you doing? I'm very friendly, but then they try to talk, and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I do the awkward fake laugh, but yeah. I don't. I, it's weird. Like I don't have a response to it because I always make like some like cheesy joke or something like that, and it's like you're like, good one. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's sometimes like, oh, just leave me alone. Like I just want to make your coffee, and you can leave. Oh my god, it's so true. <laughs> The thing is, like, my boss gets that. She knows that I'm not a chatty person. Yeah. She's like, it's fine. You don't need to be. Like, you, I do my job well, make a good coffee. I'm organized, keep the place clean. And she's like, whereas some people are like, no, yeah, I need a really good com- customer service. You need to, like, interact with people. It's like, not everyone likes to do that. And customers sometimes don't want that. Yeah. They, they, want, do. they, they want to be left alone. They want to be, like, not talked to. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh. Sometimes I look at my phone purposely so yeah. they don't talk to me. <laughs> Sounds really bad, but yeah. I do. I'm just like, not watching something, don't talk yeah. to me. I'm just not in the, <laughs> not in the mood. Yeah. Um, on, a final, um, on a final topic, though, mm-hmm. um, what's your, like, how were you with the pandemic and everything? Like, how, mm-hmm. how has that affected you in general? Um, it was interesting. I think I had a lot of time to think because, you know, yeah. you're not at work most of the time. Yeah. yeah. Well, because like the weird, the first round of like lockdown last year, I was still working. Yeah. For a bit, like for a, only for a couple of days. And then this this last one was like, I was literally at home by myself all day because my parents were both essential workers. Yeah. So I was home alone. And it was like, it was kind of good. Like it gave me a lot of clarification about what I wanted. I was like, okay, I'm sitting here like been trying to be an actor for how many years now it's like and now i'm really like going for everything that i want a lot more like it's opened my eyes to like you want this okay you need to make it happen you can't just like going to acting classes once a week and that's it isn't doing anything like you need to actually get out there a bit more yeah like and i've realized that now i'm like okay i can't just sit back i need to if i want to make it happen i need to do it myself yeah it's a very Mm -hmm. you have to be proactive yeah um, has that been like mentally quite challenging as well? Yeah, because I'm it's weird because I feel like I'm very lazy as really? a person. Like I kind of it's weird. Like I lack motivation sometimes, but then when I get started on something, I can't stop. Interesting. Like it's it's weird. Like when you're cleaning, you're like oh, I have to clean, and then when you start, you're like now why suddenly you're like wiping the walls down, and you're like what am I doing? Like I was just gonna vacuum. Now why am I like okay now that's done. Like, oh, now that looks more dirty. I have to clean that now. Yeah. And it's like, 
weird. It's like with like acting things as well. Like I'm like, oh, I have to learn my scene. Like it's something like that. I'm like, I should enjoy doing that. But it's like I hate having to memorize and stuff. But then once I'm like in it doing all the work, I'm like, oh, yes. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do another scene now. Yeah. I can't stop. Or if I'm like transcribing scenes that I want to do, like I'm suddenly like I have like 10 scenes suddenly and I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Like like it's weird. Like once I get going, I can't stop. Interesting. I love that. Yeah. That's that's very mm-hmm. true of what like my life is. Yeah. <laughs> Just once like, I get into the yeah. groove. Yeah. Like I procrastinate, but then when I'm going, I'm going. Yeah. Is that always been the way for you though? Yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't really, it's not like acting things. It's just life in general for me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll put <laughs> off doing things and then suddenly when I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, this isn't so bad. Or I'm, Yeah. I'm like, that's not, that's pretty good though. Yeah. Like you, you <laughs> comparatively against, against like some where people don't prepare anything and yeah. they rock up to, they rock up to a scenario and they have yeah. no preparation. Yeah. You just go, oh Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's much better to, uh, muck around and, mm-hmm. and try different things. Yeah. And by God, like, um, it just took me back to my, like my acting days where mm-hmm. you'd, you'd memorize something like that, mm-hmm. your left hand. And then you'd work out how to perform it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. it was a very like, I think also the thing I love about dialogue, and I don't know if you <laughs> love this about dialogue. It's when the first time you read it, it sounds really stilted. Yeah, like you're like, yep, gotta just get those words mm-hmm. in an order that is either verbatim mm-hmm. or an a sort of amalgamation of what it's trying mm-hmm. to say. Like sometimes lines will be adapted mm-hmm. to fit the actor's like vocab mm-hmm. or something or the character they're after mm-hmm. um but yeah like in particular like sometimes i've heard people read lines and then kind of go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like one of my really good friends she is not great when it just comes to line reading mm. she's fantastic on set yeah but you mm. just like i've said that to everyone it's like she's a great actor mm. like she's mm-hmm. solid she works hard but in terms of just her reading lines, mm-hmm. you will not see her best performance until the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you just have to get through all that mm-hmm. yeah. to understand that she is worth your time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like sometimes it does when it's a lot of lines to learn, I get a bit stressed out. But then I'm like, well, my process is like I get the script and I look at it and then I do all the analysis and all that work yeah. and all those things beforehand. And then when it comes to actually learning the script, it's actually a lot easier for me. Yeah. Like that's my process. I love that. Yeah. And because then you realize, like, oh, that's what that line means, or it could mean that, or that's what they're saying, really. And yeah, like, then they're just words, really. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, dialogue is dialogue. Like, and you can say it anyway and mean, yeah. like, it mean anything. So, yeah, like, it's weird. Like, some people stress out about learning lines and the dialogue, getting it perfect. I'm like, that's, that's only really part of it. 100%. That's the, that's the last thing I do now. <laughs> Whereas it used to be the first thing, like, got to memorize and memorize. And I'm like, I don't actually know what I'm memorizing, really. Yeah. and you don't memorizing know, words. And you don't know the intention behind yeah. it. And you don't know, like, the, you know, the small mm. little things. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why, I like, I like scripts that don't necessarily, they have a lot of tech jargon or they have mm-hmm. a lot of, like, actual meaning yeah. behind the words. But people, when you initially read them, go, this sounds like gibberish. Yeah. And then you learn the lines and then you give the context and then they go, now work with it mm-hmm. and they go oh shit yeah that actually means a lot mm-hmm. like it, in the grand scheme of what the story mm-hmm. is trying to sell that adds, adds a lot of yeah. weight to it um and that's the testament to the actors mm-hmm. and the direction yeah. like it's just a combination mm-hmm. of like hard work amongst everyone mm-hmm. yeah 
But yeah, it's it's very interesting, like reading a script for the first time and going, fuck, mm. like it's just shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like uh, amazing actors and directors can make a shit script amazing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And like you look at it on page and you're like, nah. and, then you're actually, <laughs> and then by the time you've like constructed it and yeah. figured out all those things, it's incredible. Like the work that comes out, you're like, wow, that, yeah. that came from this. Isn't like, that? Yeah. It's it's amazing, mm. like what people like. <laughs> I just think it's bizarre mm-hmm. how we think and we dissect mm-hmm. film, mm-hmm. and then we watch and analyze it, and then we you know reflect upon it. And that's why I also one of my favorite things to do, and I've done, I started doing it recently, is get actors to record lines. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be perfect, but yeah. then you string a scene together and you hear how it sounds. You add some music. It's just all voices, mm-hmm. like it's just you amalgamate into a voice strand, and then. You listen back in it and then you form the scene around that when you mm-hmm. actually shoot it. Mm-hmm. So you kind of work it as a rough rehearsal draft. Yeah. And it shows people what it could be mm-hmm. with like the intention and the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, you know, like even though you don't love your performance, it might be okay for what you're trying to achieve mm-hmm. and people will love it. And they mm-hmm. go, oh shit, actually this is going to be good mm-hmm. because they hear how it's going to be paced. They're going to, mm-hmm. you know, like the pacing, the mm-hmm. direction, the intonations, the theme behind mm-hmm. it. And then suddenly everyone's like, Yes. Yeah. So it's really fun. Mm-hmm. I love doing stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I love table reads. I love all that. Mm-hmm. Like where you just listen to how the voices are all going to string mm-hmm. together and just, yeah. It's like soak up that yeah. like madhouse mm-hmm. and then watch it back. Mm-hmm. Like that's my favorite. Yeah, that's your favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes like the rehearsal and all the prep is like more fun than actually I know, doing right? the scene itself. Yeah, because you can. It's a kind of a bit non-stop. Whereas yeah. when you film something, it's very stop, start, stop, mm-hmm. start, stop, start, and then you just kind of go, "Yep." Mm-hmm. And then you and but that's also when you've done it a hundred times mm-hmm. and you're exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to raise before we wrap up? No, no? I don't know. I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to raise? No, I think I'm actually quite good. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've really, honestly, I've got a lot of, que- I've got all the questions I'll ask off mic because okay. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure not every every question will make it in the podcast. No. Um, but no, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Thank Naomi, you. for coming on. It's been absolutely it's been, fun. It's been a pleasure for me too. I'm glad. It's my first ever podcast. This was great. I was a little bit nervous at the start. So I don't know what I'm doing. Like. What do I talk about? But no, it's been great. And you felt at ease? Yes. <laughs> now I am. <laughs> um, and where can people find you? Where where can they find you on the socials? If on they, socials. Yeah, if they choose to stalk it's, you. It's just my name, at Naomi Pluck. On Instagram. On Instagram. That's really the only one I have. Well, go and, go and stalk her. Yeah. Um, and your star now. You have a star now. Yeah. So, like, also if you wanna, just my name. <laughs> yeah. If you want to go and um, check out your show reel, mm-hmm. um, go and do that. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been thank you for having me. Anytime. <laughs> um, and if you want to check out more episodes, you can check them out on Apple and Spotify. And I'll be speaking with another guest next week. And I'll speak to you all later. Goodbye. Goodbye.